Alrighty, welcome back to our podcast. You're here with Between the Lens podcast with Raps and Alvi. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So, you know, we kind of have been going into the whole just around uh, Dunedin culture um, and what makes us tick as students. Yes, sir. So, something I've been thinking about Raps a lot lately is the idea and the concept of friends. Alright, friendships. Yeah, so, you know, being in Dunedin, it's more... Isolating can be really, really isolating at times. Yep. And you kind of learn that you have to be quite dependent on your friends at various stages yep. in your university career, eh? I think in a way you can think of them as your extended, extended family when you come to uni. Or maybe just your family in general, you know, family of everything. Yep. I think yep. um, I've had to learn some real hard lessons at various stages about um, not only learning about um, other people's limitations and my limitations but also learning that some people are brought up in different lifestyles so mm. sometimes they can really disappoint you at yep, stages yep. and as as friends they have like that where you have to watch yourself and grow for yourself or friends because sometimes you just want to give them a hiding right <laughs> so yeah <laughs> <laughs> come on man you got to be true about that at this stage, I've kind of realised that I am now learning to not only um, harness myself and my feelings to kind of spread myself out to various friend groups, but I've kind of realised I'm not even looking for friends anymore. Mm. I'm more like mm. looking for brothers and sisters, eh? Oh, I love that one. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, because, you know, I, I consider Mouse here a brother. I yes. consider Mouse behind the camera. Same um, to me, Arthur, man. Same to me. Like a brother. And it's um times like that because, you know, um you kind of start to learn that friends come and go, but family is always forever, isn't it? Yes, yes. And uh, when you kind of put people in that category, you kind of learn to... You learn to not only um, laugh together, to celebrate together, but also to struggle. Mm, and mm. I think as students, we don't really have enough of that. We don't have mm. enough of people there to struggle i think i think that people people don't don't do that in their friend groups because maybe like we talked about last episode it's like a sign of weakness but i feel like they don't want to struggle together because they all think that each other's not struggling so they're just trying to be like the other person if you know what i mean yeah, I totally get what you mean. Like, in terms of, like, masculinity, that's how that toxic masculinity works, eh? Yep. It's that extra macho-ness. You don't ever need to share that emotion because the other also isn't. Yep. So why would you yep. make it weird? Yep. But we're kind of in the environment where nowadays we really can't afford to do that because, as yeah, I said, yeah. I am... Um, yep. That whole post on Facebook about, you know, challenging your also's to make a post around mental health awareness and suicide prevention awareness and I kind of only really um looked towards that um idea of suicide prevention um and all that um last year after those shocking statistics came out didn't they yeah and um I kind of touched base in that on a post that I did on social media where I was like being someone you really learn to you really learn to hold affiliation to that number six eight five a. Eh? You know, mm. a lot of a, I 
countless friends mm. have that number um, etched onto their skin. But like in the last year, 685 people committed suicide. And for me, that's not good enough. You know, no, and that's where not. the whole idea of friendships, making friends, not only making friends, making friends is the easy part. Mm. It's keeping friends. That's the hard yeah. part. And oh. for me, like, as I say, it's taken a whole lot of stripping my dignity away and stripping my pride away to learn that, hey, you know, I love people, but sometimes people don't really reciprocate the affection that you show them but that's okay mm. I don't why would you why would you say affection because for me I when I kind of look at my friend group when, when I kind of look at my um my my brothers you know and yeah. all that I I feel responsible for them somewhat mm. Mm. and um I think it's that kind of superhero complex that I have there, you know, when we when one struggles we all struggle. Yep. And that's just a basic um basic extension of Pacific Island culture, you know, it's that whole um herd mentality. When um when one wins we all win. And um I think for my friends when one if I were to be succeeding, it wouldn't be enough if I saw that my brother wasn't. Mm. And for me succeeding and um, thriving in an environment like Dunedin only happens when we're all like that, you know? Yeah. But, um, like, do you think that by yourself, say you're being successful and I'm failing, do you think yeah. that um, there would be a way where you being successful is actually helping me? Yeah, so... There's two options that I can see with how you're going with that. There's the the person that's struggling can see that you're succeeding and takes that as motivation in order to find kind of reach that level. Yeah. Or the person that's succeeding and see their also's failing does everything in their power to make sure that they uplift them because in uplifting yeah. others yeah. you uplift yourself. Yeah. And I feel like those two work in tandem, yeah. those two work together. Definitely. And that's how motivation is created, isn't it? Yeah. I, I totally agree with that one. Um, but yeah, fri- so it's a really hard to- a topic for me, eh? Because myself, I, I don't feel like I've really developed people being my... I don't even... Um, I don't even specify friends. Like I've never had a real friend in my life. That's a very interesting statement to make. Would you like to elaborate on that? Like, my whole life growing up, uh, in primary I had, like, best friends, but everyone has best friends in primary. But from then on, I kind of saw no one as my friend. I kind of saw them as just people who knew me. Until someone, like, until I met, like, you guys down here. Okay. Then I became, like, what age was that? Brotherhood. What was that? 19. And what age was that? 19? Yeah, The age 19. that you saw that people were just people you knew? Oh, no, from when I, when I started playing sports, man. So how old was that? That was like, I want to say 11 or 12 was when I when I just started seeing people less. People who knew me and I just talked to other people. I didn't consider anyone my friend. 
And is that something that was it people doing that to you, or was that you doing that to people? It was more so distancing yourself from people, or you distancing people from yourself. I think it was me distancing people from myself because I didn't really, um, what would you say, trust anyone. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't really want to kind of go too deep if you don't really want to go too deep about that, but going on that whole trust from a from the age of 12, that's that's um, a very early realisation. Like yeah. for me, I um, I have maybe the polar opposite, but still kind of the same destination. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes with stuff that's gone on with my life and the mm. fact that I've lost a few people real close to me, I feel like when I get too close to someone, I start to get attached in terms of not like obsessed or anything, but like more like just, you know, you just get real comfortable with having someone in your life. You um start to kind of just do things that benefit you and the other person. So like, mm. you know, you um, yeah. help them with anything they need. Um, get each other lollies. <laughs> yeah, getting each other lollies. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like for me, I've lost several people in my life that mean a lot to me that sometimes I try to distance myself from people because one, I don't want to let people down because I felt like I've let people down in the past and two, I don't want to get hurt. Mm. I don't want to get hurt because sometimes... I get to the stage where this person has provided so much stability to me and has become a pillar and a foundation in my yep, life. Yep. And then when shit hits the fan, and sometimes it doesn't hit the fan, sometimes you just outgrow each other. Yep, yep. And you just go on two different pathways. Yeah, and when that happens, I feel like my foundation's rocked and I yep. feel like I've lost my way, but it's not how I've lost my way, it's how a relationship has led me onto a different path. Mm, and mm. I've kind of only started to realise that now and realise that that's okay, yep. that that's just yeah. part of the journey. Yep. But I wish, um, like, you know, sometimes I wish we were raised a bit differently, like raised in a household that's, um, for you, it was a household of expectation, in ways, in ways, in ways, in ways. In my way, it was a household of expectation. Being an only child, um, being gifted from a young age, just you know, mm. expected to do great things. And it's that word that I hate, and you know the word <laughs> that I hate. Can you let them know the word that I hate, Rups? <coughs> no, you tell him. You tell him. It's the word potential. <laughs> and yep. I think you can relate to that, and I think yep. a lot of people can relate to that. It's the, it's the um early childhood um like primary reports saying well learning at a really advanced level going through to high school well he has so much potential to do great things going th from that to well he has the potential to do great things if he had the work ethic then to yeah. he has the potential to do great things if he put his mind to it mm. but he isn't yeah and for me, it's that whole idea of potential. And maybe it's because I don't feel like I've fulfilled my potential that I feel like I've had to distance myself from other people and other friendships 
because I don't want to disappoint anyone. Mm. And so that's something you've had to give up to be able to do that? I don't think I've had to give up distancing myself from other people. I've just had to learn to live knowing that I can't make everyone happy. Yeah, yeah, that's a different one. Bro. And um, that's something that a lot of friendships, um, especially one-sided friendships, friendships yeah. that have been based on one person helping another or relationships based on, you know, that broken wing mentality, yeah. Yeah. that superhero complex where you... You know, you uplift someone who has gone through a real rough and tumultuous um, childhood or um, upbringing and you show them something that they haven't experienced and at that time, everything is bliss. Mm. Yep. But that once their honeymoon stage goes, and that happens both in relationships and in friendships, yep. and you get comfortable and the personalities fully come out if they haven't yep. come out already yep. and you start to realise... That's when you start to realize what they really ah, like. Okay. But that's, I feel like that's not a, mean, a, a positive mentality to have because I try to live my life not trying to look for people's downfalls. Mm, yep. Because I wish, I wish I could go back to like being in college and being in primary where I look for people's strengths and look to uplift that even more. Yep, yep. Instead of just bringing them down for how they are because you never know what what's happening for them. And why they're being that way. Exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. Just distancing people or yourself from people, uh, for me, is a, is a weird thing, eh? How so? Like, because um, I feel like you need your alone time, but I also don't feel like that's distancing yourself away from people. No, that's being comfortable with being in your own individual space. Yep. And I think that yep. is some of the most healthy. You can't have healthy relationships with other people unless you have a healthy relationship with yourself. Exactly. So I think um, in terms of that, that's why a lot of people um, thought that I was real, like... Hostile? Yeah, hostile, if you would say. Because I would always want to spend time by myself when I got to overwhelmed with being with too much people at once yeah you know and um for me being uh, i would say a top sports player throughout throughout most of my life like i always had the thought in my head that if i was to remove myself being good at sports would these people still be my friend if i was a nerd and knew knew everything about books and primary intermediate and college would these people still be my friend that's a very interesting point to bring up. Like, um, and that's that's a real important message for first years, eh? Yeah. And like we always reiterate to, you can come down and not know anyone down here. I think it's sometimes better to be chucked in the deep end where you don't know anyone. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. you get those ones that try to reinvent themselves. Yep. But at the end, your real personality will come through. And yep. if you're if you're real nice and you're just so genuine and bubbly and just affectionate towards other people it'll display in how you carry yourself daily yep, yep. but if you use people for their strengths in order to mask your weaknesses they'll come out in the end yep. your true colors will always come out because it's so much harder for you to act a certain way when that's not really how you act all the time for sure for sure um you know you can be uh how would i say it? introvert 
Say yeah. say that's how you've been your whole life. If you try to go out there and be the person, um, the guy to go to when you go out, the guy to go to whenever something fun's happening, you're yeah. actually not going to feel very good when you come back because that's actually not how you are. That's you putting a mask on in order to please other people. Yeah. And yep. sometimes you get those extroverted introverts. Yeah. But sometimes you have introverts trying to be extroverts but realising that they really can't do it. Yeah. Yep. Like for myself, I was an only child. Mum was working full time and for a lot of my childhood, dad was really sick and it was just a lot of time at home, just dad and I. And it gave me a real interesting perspective on life. Like because my dad was elderly, mm-hmm. um, it really taught me the isolation of loneliness. Mm. And that's real sad that I look back on it now because, you know, it's hard because mum and I, obviously, we come, we are also a huge part of our Samoan family and you know how they are on weekends, those huge gatherings, mm. those gongais. And for a lot of it, my dad was alone a lot of the time. I, w- I would say, like, genuinely, I don't know if my dad had a genuine friend for the last maybe five years of his life mm. so like we would um we would go home we would go to my family on the weekends like just go for the whole day come back at night and i could just see his expression and i i look back on it now now he's gone and i think what a lonely isolating time and i wish i could take back all those moments and just the sad thing is, you know, my dad was my first friend. Yep. I, th- I think that's with all of us, man. Our parents are our first yep. friends. Yep. And that's why when I think out of all my friends and all the people that have disappointed me and all the people that I've disappointed, it is that friend and when he left permanently that really shook my foundation. Mm. Mm. Um, and... That's something that really taught me that, damn, okay, I can really be there for this person 100%, but I need to keep them just a little bit away because if I let them too far in and then shit hits the fan, no matter how it happened, I'm the one that gets hurt. Mm, yep. Yeah. I think I think that's, um, you actually do bring up a good point here. I think it's lesson number one. Lesson number three now. Oh, lesson number three for um, this podcast series is you don't have to have friends. As long as you have your family, you should be fine. It's something I've always been told. Not even not having friends, but learn to turn those friends into your family. Yep. So then... Like, I wish some of my friends now I can invite to my wedding one day. And this is something that I, w- I wish, um, yeah, yeah um, yes, let's hope yes, um, your yes, invitation yes, doesn't yes, get lost yes. in the mail loss. Oh but uh, I'm going to be standing there with the rings. Oh, true, true, true. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for me, something that when I came in first year down to university, something that really took a toll on me was 
deciphering the difference between my Saturday friends and my friends' mm, friends. That is actually a good point because, to be honest, a lot of your friends don't come out until Saturday, Friday night. It's very convenient, isn't it, that um, a lot of the friends, you get the message on the Saturday afternoon up to yours. And I'm like, yo, like we can catch up, we can have a um we can have a box or two and uh we can get on it. Or three. But where are they when you need a friend? Mm, Not yeah. when you want a friend, but when you need one. Yeah. Because there have been times when I've been needing one. Yeah. And it's the ones sometimes it's the ones that you that are the unlikely ones that yeah. end up carrying you through. Yeah. And it's like you you sort of can determine that when, for example, you get a message every Saturday from specific people, but yeah. you know that's the ones that text you most days. Even good morning or how's your day, how's your sleep, yeah. all right, see you next time. Yeah, you know it's those ones that keep on close contact with just a simple hello. Yeah, you know that you can see that it's will be crazy there. how far one message can go away. Yeah. Like, sometimes I will just have the stru- most stressful day and one of my main usuals, it's just a, f- a funny thing, eh? One of my main usuals just always has a knack for messaging me at the right times, like, yeah. hey, all, she's still gonna pop in, you know, um, you're doing good things, I believe in you, stay motivated. Mm. And mm. it's just that, that just uplifts me. And, yep. um, you know, you tend to find those Saturday friends are the ones that, you a lot of your memories are on your snapchat memories yeah a lot of your memories on your instagram stories but a lot of your memories with your friends friends aren't the ones that need the camera aren't the ones that need to be taken to be remembered because they're so memorable that you could be laying in bed one night and you're like well remember that time i went to st kilda with the boys and we just had fish and chips looking out to the water yeah or yep. remember when we went up to um, Signal Hill and we just looked out over the um, over the city and it was bright lights everywhere yep. and we were just enjoying being in each other's company. Yep. And it's those moments where there actually isn't no technology around where you actually can take a seat and realise what, what this all means to you, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, like when you don't have your phone on you, bro, that's that's a big time to start thinking, eh? And that's where your friends come through, eh? They're yep. the ones that if you aren't responding on Messenger, you get that knock at the door, eh? Yeah. But if it's the ones that, you know, are waiting for you to respond so they have somewhere to drink at on a Saturday night, yep. and then they see that, oh, he's not responding, I'll just go hit up one of the other boys. Those yep. are the friends yep. that, those are just as toxic yep. as the people that come into your life just to fuck up your life, eh? Yep. Well, not not they don't do it intentionally, but it is something that will happen if you let it happen. Yep, and that's where learning about healthy relationships and not only um, intimate relationships but friendships is such an important thing when you're away from your family. Yep. yep. Because those are the people, to be honest, those are the people before I were to call home that I would confide in. Those are the people, because as much as we are away from home and we wish that we could, we lift that phone so we can get that figurative 
shoulder. Yep. But that shoulder isn't enough sometimes. That figurative shoulder isn't enough. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes we need the real thing. And um, it's the friends that we go to that we can confide in and lose ourselves in our own vulnerability. And those are the ones that I'm thankful for because those are the ones that, those are the ones that give that shoulder for me to cry on, mm. you know? Yep. And like for me, having one of those friends like, for me, you're one of those friends to me. Someone that was always going to be the Arthur's one of those guys for me. Um, you know, yous will be the ones where I'll be like, I'll send a text and yous can al- automatically see that nothing, something's wrong yep. or something's not right with me. And like the friends that just come, you know, they don't even have to be told, you know, I'm feeling this way. They'll be like, they probably won't reply to you, but... Little do you know, they're walking to your house to come see you face to face. Do you know what it is, Ulz? It's the friends with no underlying agendas. It's the friends that don't have a reason to be there. Yep. Other than you. Yep. Being in their life. Yep. And those are the friends that warm me up the most because I feel so blessed to impact someone's life in a way that they feel like they can reciprocate it. Yep. And um, it's really good because um, it just shows me that those teachings that we got when we were five or six <laughs> years old, you know, hold your friend's hand when you cross the road. Um, do something nice for another person. Yep. Those basic instincts instilled like how to be a decent person to another person. Mm. And mm. it's the fact that I love people so much that Although people may disappoint us, and although we may disappoint people, yep. it's the fact that we've built a relationship where we can we can wallow in our own disappointment. You know, we we can be vulnerable. We can be ourselves. Yep. And if you can't be yourself with your friends, then who the hell can you be yourself mm. with? I think that's a good thing, eh? And that's where reinventing comes comes to play again. Like, if I wasn't able to be who I actually am in front of this guy why the heck am I even his friend like I feel like I'm just a Barbie doll to this fellow like fake bro exactly and I feel like and to be honest everything comes back to your relationship with yourself eh? and that's a reciprocating um, anecdote that will continue to come through in these podcasts the relationship that you have with Dunedin, the relationship we have with other people, with your family, mm. um, living life and being able to survive in a city where although university set up for us to succeed, it's a society where we are set up to just move off the motion, mm. you know? Mm. And for me, it all comes back to the self-care. What are you doing to better yourself? Yeah. Because like I say, and this comes, you can even use it in the self-isolation. If you can isolate yourself in your own environment and be okay with that, you're not benefiting yourself, you're benefiting others. Mm. Yep. As much as you may not know it in in that time. Yeah. But I've learnt, it's, we go back to that work in progress, eh? it was something that I had to learn how to do, learn to be my own best friend. Exactly, exactly. That is something that um, I think we all learn. Some take longer than others, but some get it quite early. That's okay too. That's okay. But I think as long as you know that if you can be comfortable with yourself, 
then you should be fine when you go meet other people. Exactly. But in that case, what would be one thing you could say to your friends right now? Uh, probably I love you, eh? Not Same like not, conviction not, 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 not intimate love, but like, I love the Usos, yeah. Something Why like can't it be intimate love? Intimate doesn't have to be, um, you know, just isolated to your relationships, you know. I love the Usos, I love my close friends, I love the people that don't like me. Yeah. Because I wish that... Just <laughs> spread the love, people. Exactly, spread, spread the, the love. love. I wish we could... I you know, you tell know, someone you love them. I wish everyone had the capacity to love as much as they have the capacity to hurt other people. Yeah. Imagine the world in that, in that state. But that's fine. Like I said, I've been Albie, he's been Raps, and you've been Between the Lens. Thanks for listening. You have Tofa a lovely night. Manuel Po.